This is Jensen, and you are listening to a Hint of Everything podcast. Hello, and welcome. Welcome back to another week's episode of a Hint of Everything. You can't see me right now, but my hand is above my head because it just felt right. It just, it feels right to have my hand above my head right now. Anyway, I hope you're having a great week and a great Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday, maybe it's a Friday, maybe it's a Monday, whatever day it is, I hope you are having such a good day. I'm so excited to be back and I'm excited about today's topic, but first I want to start off with the peach in the pit, what I introduced last week when I had Cole, my husband on the podcast and we talked about marriage advice. If you want to go listen to it, go listen to it. But one of the things I introduced that I want to start doing every week is the peach in the pit, which is basically just the highlight and I guess the low light of my week. And if somebody's on the podcast, the low light and highlight of their week, but it's just a cute way to say it. Like when you ask somebody, what's the peach in the pit of your week? It's like gives you a nice visual of like, just a good peach and then like, oh yeah, there's the pit. I don't know. I love it. So anyway, the peach in the pit. Well, I'm going to start off with the pit of my week because the pit and the peach kind of go hand in hand, but the pit is definitely one of my very best friends. Um, she's also one of my coworkers. She is moving and I am so sad. We originally worked together like a year and a half ago um, and then she moved when she got married and then she lived in Logan. I live in Utah County right now in Utah. And she moved to Logan, which is like an hour-ish. No, it's like an hour, maybe two hours away. I actually don't know. I have only been there once. And then she moved back this summer. And so we've been working together for the last few months. And it's been literally the funnest thing ever. I've had so much fun. We just get to like eat lunch every day. And it doesn't even feel like work because we're just hanging out. And not only that, but like I have the best coworkers. Ever. I love my job so much and a big part of it is just the people that I work with. They're so fun. She is leaving. She is moving to Texas and I am so sad about it. So that is definitely the pit. It was like kind of confirmed this week that she's going to be leaving probably in December. So I'm super sad about that. That is definitely the pit of my week. Not looking forward to her leaving. But the peach that I'm super excited about is this weekend we are going... <laughs> it sounds really boring to probably to other people, but we're going to an Invisalign summit in Las Vegas. And I'm actually so excited. Not only am I excited to hang out with her for like a whole weekend and spend time, I don't know, just like doing everything together. It's going to be so fun. But we also get to go learn about Invisalign and other orthodontics things. If you don't know, I'm an office manager at an orthodontic office yeah, and she's the treatment coordinator, which is, like, the person that does, like, if, you, if you've ever had braces before, when you go in for, like, your consultation, your initial exam, the treatment coordinator is, like, the person that takes you through that, takes your x-ray, all that stuff, and that's what she is, and we get to go together and <laughs> go listen to different lectures about Invisalign, which sounds probably really boring to other people, but I think it's going to be super fun, and I'm excited to, like, learn and get better at my job, so I'm really excited to do that this weekend, and we leave Actually, when you're listening to this, we leave today bright and early um, in the morning on Thursday. Anyway, 
let's let's talk about today's topic. The inspiration for this partly comes from if you've ever heard of the book How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Sorry, not I'm just realizing this right now, but my not I guess not my last episode, but the first episode, the first official episode was based on kind of a book. And now this one's also based on a book. But here we are. I'm doing it. The book How to Win Friends and Influence People it's like the pioneer of all self-help books. It's like one of the first self-help books there is. I guess not one of the first ones, but one of the first really big ones. It was actually, I think it was either written in or published in 1936. And over 30 million copies have been sold worldwide. But it's still like relevant. So if you haven't read it and you're into self-help books, I can understand if you're not into self-help books. But if you are, it's such a good one. You should definitely read it. Anyway... The whole topic of today's episode is based off of that book. I wanted to kind of focus in on the part of how to win friends or like how to make friends if you don't want to say how to win friends because that's kind of phrased weird. But I want to talk about how to win friends. The second part of what I want to talk about is how to be a good conversationalist and how to have good conversations. And I think that just both of those skills are so useful like at any point in your life, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're in college and you're like in school and you start a new class, you want to be able to make friends. Like it just makes your life so much easier and better and more enjoyable if you have friends in your classes. Maybe you're not trying to make your new closest friends, like you already have a good close group of friends, but everywhere you go, you want to make friends. Like it just makes your life better. Or at work, you start a new job. You want to make friends with people you work with because you spend so much time with them every day. You might as well be really good friends with them. I, for one, like I said before, love my job because I work with the funnest people. All of the girls I work with, I'm laughing because I feel like every day we're just giggling about something new and it's just so fun. So it's like you really want to try to make friends with the people you work with, but also just anybody in your life, maybe at church or like I said, school or the places that you go often. If you work out at some kind of gym, or like some kind, you're like a member of some club, you want to like make friends with those people because it just makes it so fun and more connections, more networking. It's just, it's just good to make friends. I don't need to, I don't need to explain to you why making friends is good. We all know that making friends just helps you and makes your life more enjoyable and makes you happier. So I want to talk about a few things that I have learned from this book and also a few other sources that have helped me to make friends and I think are really helpful. And then going along with that, also being a good conversationalist because I feel like that goes hand in hand with making friends, but it's also just a good life skill to have. Being somebody that can hold a good conversation and like keep people interested, it just makes people want to be around you. Like I said, whether you're in business or like you're just talking to people wherever you are, if you're a good conversationalist, people will want to be around you. I love having really good conversations with people. So... Jumping into the first part, making friends. What the book talks about and what really like any source will tell you when you're trying to make friends, the biggest thing is to make people feel important. It sounds kind of self-explanatory. I don't think a lot of people think about it when they're going and trying to make friends with people. Like if you make somebody else feel like a million bucks, they're going to love to be around you because you're going to be their hype. You're going to be their hype man, their hype... I was gonna say hype beast, but I don't think that's what hype beast means. I actually, I actually don't know what hype beast means. Uh, 
Uh, well, whatever. But you want to be like somebody that hypes other people up because then they're going to want to be around you. For example, that friend that I was talking about that I'm going to the Invisalign Summit with and that's leaving, she's one of my really good friends. One of the reasons why I love being around her is because she just always pumps me up. She's always just like, oh, Jensen, you are the best, like, I guess at work. So, like, you're the best employee. You always, like, work so hard. You're so helpful. But then, like, as a friend, she's like, oh, you're so smart. Like, this is so cool that you're starting a podcast. Like, she just makes me feel so awesome. So, of course, I want to be around her because I'm going to feel good and feel hyped up when I'm around her. That's something that I think about and kind of what that book talks about. It's, it's really a great way to make friends when you make other people feel important. So if you like go into a situation trying to make people feel important and trying to hype them up. I keep saying the word hype, but I feel like that's just the word that keeps coming to my head because everybody wants to feel hyped up by other people. The second thing that I want to talk about that the book mentions, again, it's simple and seems pretty self-explanatory, but I don't know if people put enough emphasis on it. It's so important and it's remembering people's first names. I had one friend tell me years ago, they asked me a question. They're like, hey, what's your favorite word? And I was like, huh, I don't know. I really like the word conundrum or something. Whatever I said at the time, I love the word conundrum. They were like, oh, okay, that's actually wrong. And I was like, uh, okay. And then they said, your favorite word is actually your first name, no matter what everyone's favorite word is their name. And it's because they love to, like, you love to hear your own name. Like, when somebody says your name, it's just like, again, it makes you feel important. It makes you feel special. So when you interact with people and you remember their name, it's just another way that makes them feel important. But it's so, it's so small, but it can mean all the difference. And I just think about times in my life when I've talked to people and they remember my name. Like, even at work, I'll have patients that I met and they came in months ago. I don't know. I see a lot of patients every day. I try to remember their names, but sometimes it's hard when you're like meeting literally 30 new people a day, every single day, or at least, or even like 20 new people a day, but it's every single day, every day of the week. It's like kind of hard to remember people's names at times, but then they come back and like, I recognize them and they remember my name. I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel so special. And on the contrary, it makes you feel really, really bad. And I have had experiences with this. There's one that is burned in my memory because it made me feel so dumb. And it was when I was in high school, I was a junior in high school and I was dating this kid and we didn't really like a date date. We weren't like boyfriend, girlfriend. We just went on a couple dates. We like hung out a couple times and then ending up, we things just kind of fizzled out. I ended up starting to date his friend. I dated his friend for like a year and so at some point, probably, it was probably like six or seven months after I was done dating this first original kid. And we were like all hanging out because he was in the same friend group as the kid that was my boyfriend. And we were doing something. He's like, oh, hey, you, oh, what's your name? Um, something, something. And then he like asked me to do something. And I remember sitting there, I was like, are you kidding me? You don't remember my name? We literally dated for two months. Oh my gosh. That made me feel, like I said, it's ingrained in my head because it made me feel so dumb and it made me feel so unimportant. And even though it was like so small, he just forgot my name. I was like, wow, I was not important enough in his life for him to remember my name. So remember somebody's name. It's really important. Even like in sales pitches, not sales pitches, but in like sales strategies, use people's first names because again, it makes them feel special. It like 
creates a personal connection. There's a, I think it's some kind of like sales tip that I've heard multiple times and it's use somebody's name 10 times during a pitch just because it builds that connection. It makes it feel more personal and like you know them. So that's my second thing. Remember people's first names and use them a lot because it makes them feel special. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is talk in terms of other people's interests. So people feel important when you're genuinely interested in them and their passions and all the details of their life. For one thing, it excites them to talk about what they're passionate about because they don't really wanna talk about you, they wanna talk about themselves. Everybody wants to talk about themselves, no matter who you are. Like, I don't know, it's just fun to talk about your own passions because obviously you're passionate about them. So it's like when somebody's asking you about your own passions and they're genuinely interested, they're not just like asking you to ask you, but they're genuinely interested, it makes you feel special and it makes you excited. And again, then you associate those feelings with them. One of the things that the book said that I really liked, it said that as hard as it is to hear, a lot of times people aren't interested in you. They are interested in talking about themselves. At least like they aren't interested in talking about you. They're interested in talking about themselves. And what I mean by that is to make friends, you shouldn't just try to impress the other person. You don't want to like go into a conversation or go into like an interaction with somebody and be like, okay, what can I say to impress them? What can I say to one-up them? That's not going to make them feel special or make them feel important, which is what's really going to build like a good friendship and make them want to be around you and make you an approachable person. It's going to be when you're interested in them and you make them feel important, not when you try to just impress them and try to make yourself feel important, if that makes sense. And I think something that's really important about that is to make it sincere. You don't want to just make it seem like, oh, I'm just asking you like this list of questions that I have in my head, which I can be guilty of. I, I love asking people questions. So sometimes it might come off that I'm just going through like a list in my head. And when I was reading up about this and kind of preparing for this part, of the episode, I was thinking about this term that Cole actually taught me when he was doing sales at this company a little while back. I was asking him sales tips. He said that in this sales training, they learned this term, TEDSW. Well, it's an acronym. And what it stands for is tell me more, explain that to me, describe it to me, show me, or walk me through it. And so I think when you're asking people these questions about their passions, or you're trying to be interested in what they're telling you and asking them about the details of their life, you can always have them really expound upon what they're saying and like elaborate and continue the conversation by asking them things like, tell me more or explain that to me or describe it to me if they're saying, oh, I'm super passionate about baking. Like I love baking wedding cakes. You could say, tell me more or explain that to me. Like, why do you love baking cakes? What about it do you love? Those kind of questions to really show them that you're interested. Alrighty, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is something that kind of takes things to a whole nother level. This is if you're really trying to be like super friend. I you're, You want to really make people feel important and make them feel so special. And that is putting an effort into following up with people and their life events. This one, I only really realized in the last couple years how important it is it makes you feel so special and it makes other people feel so special when you remember what's going on in their life and you follow up with it. Like if somebody says, oh, I have a super big test tomorrow and I'm going to be studying all night for it. And that can totally come up in conversation if you're like, oh, what are you going to do today after school? And they'll just say, oh, I have to study for this huge test that I'm really nervous about tomorrow. 
So they tell you something like that. Again, it's taking it to a whole new level, but you log it away in your head and you think, okay, I'm going to ask them about this test after it's done. And then the next day after they take the test, like, or the next time you see them, you say, oh, how did that test go? It's something so little, but when when you remember what people tell you and you follow up with them, it really makes them feel like you're interested and you care about them and you care about what's going on in their life because you actually want to know what was the result of what happened to them. With me, like, there's been times when I've been really nervous about making a cake because I like to make cakes sometimes. I like to make wedding cakes. Well, yeah, I like to make them. (laughs) It's kind of become more of like a stress thing. Like whenever I do it, I'm like, oh, should I have said yes to this? Because I always stress myself out. But in theory, I like to make wedding cakes and birthday cakes and sell them. But whenever people like ask me how they went or how it turned out or they want to see pictures of it, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're actually interested. They're not just asking me to ask me. They're asking me because they really genuinely want to know. So that's just a little thing. That's just taking it to a whole new level, a little cherry on top of trying to win friends. But I really like that one because that one's made me feel special in the past. Okay, the last little thing that I want to talk about with winning friends, I hesitate to even put in because it's so situational. You have to read the room and you have to read the people you're around and read the situation. It's just so situational and it's platonic touch. And it's kind of obvious because obviously there are people that don't like being touched. There's situations where you probably shouldn't like touch people. And I'm just talking about platonic touch. You grab somebody's arm, you grab somebody's hand, you give somebody a hug. And again, it's something that can just, it can be so, I don't know, it can make people feel important. I know there's been times in my life when I've had friends that have like just grabbed my shoulder or grabbed my arm. And I'm like, I don't know what about it, but it's just like human interaction. It just makes you feel like you can be close with that person. It's funny because that's one of the reasons why I was originally attracted to Cole and what made him stand out to me. When we very first met, like we met a year before we actually started dating. So we like knew of each other. We were kind of acquaintances. We weren't really like even friends. There was a time when we were both in between classes and I was just sitting down at a table doing homework and he walked by me. And he just like, I don't want to say he tickled my shoulder, but he kind of just like grabbed my shoulder and like tickled it. He's like, hey. And I was like, hey. And I was like, wow. After he did, I was like, oh my gosh. That made me feel so good. That made me feel so special. I don't know why. And it just made him like stand out to me. He's <laughs> sitting right next to me. And he just did it. It's like a light touch. A light like a touch. Light scratch. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? I know. The, whenever I describe it, it's like a little tickle, a you little touch. Grab. I didn't grab you. You didn't grab me. You just, I just like. Just like, like almost like touch your shoulder to say hi. Yeah. Like a, a shoulder tap with like a little tickle. Yeah. But it was so platonic and it was so, I don't know, so simple and it wasn't like creepy or anything. It wasn't like he came up behind me and grabbed my waist. He just like touched my shoulder smelled and I was like, hair. smelled my hair. Yeah. None of that. But it was just, it made me feel good. And it was just like human connection and it made him stand out to me and then we're married. So, but like, even if you're just wanting to make friends, platonic touch and I was actually watching this video about it and the video I was watching was describing why Oprah is such a great conversationalist and why she is so good at inviting like people to open up to her and be super vulnerable in front of her and really connecting with people and one of the ways she does that is by platonic touch. Like if you watch any of her interviews, she'll go and she'll give them a hug and she'll like grab their arm or like hold their hand. I think, I don't know, it's so special because We live in a world where, again, I said it's so situational. Like, you really, you don't want to push it, but it's like, we're all kind of scared to, like, touch other people. Just, like, even just, like, little ways. Like, just grabbing their arm or, like, tickling their shoulder. Not tickling. That sounds so weird, but, like, 
don't know, just touching their shoulder, little things like that. Sometimes it's nice. It's just human connection, just like connecting with another person. Again, I hesitated talking about that because it can go wrong. It can go south so, so easily. Like, I mean, there's been situations when I've had people in my life that I'm that just make me really uncomfortable because they touch me a lot and it's it's all platonic but it doesn't feel platonic so again you just got to be careful with it you know read the room read the situation but I don't know I think it's something that people are really cautious about so much so that people just don't even touch each other at all anymore okay that kind of wraps up my whole thing about making and winning friends and now I want to talk about how to be a good conversationalist, and how to have a good conversation with anyone. Okay, so part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this, well, one, like I said, when you have really good conversations with people, it makes you want to be around them. You can build friendships and build relationships with them. But I wanted to talk about this because I am an awkward person, and there have been many a time that I have found myself in a super awkward situation where I'm like trying to have a conversation with somebody and it's just going so badly. I don't know if that's the right grammar for it, but it's just poor. You're asking people questions and then they give you like one word answers or they ask you questions and it's like, it's not super open-ended and so you you just kind of give them a quick answer and then you don't really know what to talk about, you don't know what to ask them and it just gets weird fast. So again, I just wanted to talk about this so that I could help save some of you guys from having awkward conversations and helping you to be a person that can have really good conversations with people because not only does it help you make friends, but it also helps you in like public speaking situations or when you are in situations where you have to interact with people like you're at some kind of event or you're trying to get a job and you're trying to network with people or you're actually at work and maybe you're like working in some kind of sales position and you have to build these connections and have good conversations so that you can make a sale or I don't know there's like a million reasons why it is super beneficial to be a good conversationalist so when you are wanting to have a good conversation with somebody obviously you have to break the ice and sometimes well you kind of always have to start with small talk I think the goal of having a really good conversation with somebody is getting past the small talk and getting into more of a deeper conversation but you always have to start with small talk like you can't just like jump right in and be like you meet somebody and you're like hey tell me about your childhood trauma or hey tell me about your biggest life problems right now and I'm gonna help talk you through them like that's kind of weird and I don't think you're gonna have a good genuine conversation they're gonna think you're weird and you probably are weird if you're asking that you know, right off the bat. So you got to start with some icebreakers. And one of the ways to do that is to start with Google questions. And what I mean by Google questions is like easy questions that you would ask Google. So let's say you're at some kind of event and you go up to somebody and you introduce yourself and then they introduce themselves to you. And then you ask the Google questions, which are, so how long have you lived here? Or what are some fun things to do around here? Or where do you live? What do you like to do for fun there? Google questions are just like the straightforward questions that kind of just get a conversation going and you're not asking them about their feelings or how they feel about a certain thing. It's just like the Google questions that have an answer that's not really digging deep into anything like super emotional or feelings level, if that makes sense. One question that is super good to start out with like pretty much at any event that you were at, if you're like at an event or you just walked into a new class at the start of a semester or you just started a new job 
or you had somebody new start at your job, a really good question to start off with is, I don't think I've met you yet. I'm Jensen. Or you say like your name and you can even like hold your hand out for a handshake if that's if that's the kind of person you are, you're a handshakey person, but it's a great way to like introduce yourself, but in like a friendly way that's not ah, like, you're not like in their face about it. You're just saying, I don't think I've met you yet. Kind of implying that you should be meeting them or that it's like a good idea for you guys to meet. And then it also gives them the opportunity to introduce themselves. And then from there, you can kind of start with those Google questions. The next part of getting into a better, deeper, fulfilling conversation is to move into the feelings part. And I don't mean like where you're sitting there like crying and talking about your feelings. I just mean like any good conversation and that's like deeper than like a surface level small talk conversation is where you start talking about your feelings at some level, whatever that means, like happy feelings, I don't know, sad feelings, like passionate feelings, whatever they are, it's getting from small talk to feelings. And one great like straight shot way to do that is by asking people's opinions on things. So that's kind of how you can move from those Google questions to like a deeper, more meaningful conversation is when you ask somebody like, what brings you here? And they say, oh, I came here because I have this work event and blah, 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 blah. And then you say, oh, that's awesome. Like, where do you work? And then they tell you and they say, oh, do you like your job? And if they say, oh yeah, it's fine, then you can say, well, tell me more about that. Kind of going back to the TEDSW, like, tell me more. Why do you like your job or why don't you like your job? And then you can say, well, what do you actually want to do? And then you can kind of start getting into a better conversation where you're asking them like how they feel about certain things. And then you both get to share your opinions on things. And the conversation just gets so much better at that point because then you're actually able to like share what's going on inside your head and how you feel about things, how you think about things. And something else that I kind of want to add to that about asking people their opinions is you can ask them their opinions about things that you're passionate about. That's like a great way to have you guys both consumed and interested in the conversation because you're both talking about things that you're interested or passionate about because obviously they're talking about things that you're wanting to know about them, like things that you're passionate about. Like if I ask somebody, what are your opinions on something super random? I don't know, something I'm passionate about, like eating organic food. And then they will start telling you their opinions on it, which they will be interested in because they're talking about their own opinions and their own thoughts. And again, like I said, way back about the winning friends thing, people are interested in talking about themselves and they want to talk about themselves, especially when you seem genuinely interested in what they have to say. So they're talking about something you're interested in and they're talking about something they're interested in, their own opinions. And then you're both interested and you're both like enthralled and consumed in the conversation and it just gets really good from there. Going along with that, another thing that makes you a good conversationalist is being able to be a person that people feel like they can open up to you and like you're not going to judge them, but that it's just like a safe space. I hate the word safe space, but you want like your conversation to be a safe space where somebody feels like they're not going to be judged by you and it's just going to be like good, happy, happy, positive vibes. So there's a few things that you can do. And one thing is eliminating physical barriers. So if you're in a place where there's like a desk in between you or maybe like a chair or it's just some kind of physical barrier that's like separating you, if you can eliminate that, it makes it so much better. Sorry, and I know I keep bringing up work. Cole always gets mad at me because I always bring up work, but you know what? I just, I relate this to work because 
a lot of times at work, I'm just talking to people all day. Like I'm always interacting with patients. And so I have all these examples in my life from work. Anyway, I've noticed that I have way better conversations with people when I do eliminate those physical barriers. There's this exam room at the office I work at. And I feel like when I'm sitting behind the desk and there's a desk in between us or like a desk and a chair, it just feels weird. Like when I, but sometimes I'll go and I'll sit on this little stool on the side of the desk. So there's literally nothing in between me and the other person. It just feels like our conversation goes so much better. And I don't know, I feel like I can connect with them more. And the second thing that is eye contact. This one is something that I've noticed more and more over the years. I remember thinking about it when I was a teenager. I was like, man, what is with like my generation and the rising generation and eye contact? Like, I feel like we're all getting so bad at it. And I am convinced, I may be wrong, but I am convinced it is phones and social media and technology because we're all so consumed in our phones and we're so used to hiding behind our phones. When we're interacting with people on social media, we don't have to face them face to face and actually like talk to them. We can literally hide behind our phone and say whatever we want. And it feels like there's no real consequence because we're not actually standing in front of that person. And it makes us so bad at eye contact. We can't stare at somebody's eyes because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And I've been around so many teenagers and I'll be honest, I am guilty of this. Like I will avoid eye contact with people sometimes because it feels weird and I'm not super used to it. And it's something that I've been trying to work on. You build connection with somebody and they know that you're paying attention to them and that you're giving them your full attention and you're interested in what they have to say when you are making eye contact with them. If you're like looking off at something else or if heaven forbid you're on your phone, they know that you're not paying attention to them. But even if you're looking like to the side or just anywhere else, it just doesn't look like you're giving them your full attention, even if you are. And it just seems like you're like you're zoning out on something else. Eye contact, super important. And again, I feel like it's something that is going away or people are just becoming more uncomfortable with it because of social media and phones. So it's something you have to work on. At least I have to work on it. Um, But it's something that makes a really big difference. Another little thing that helps you to be a person that others feel like they can open up to and feel comfortable around is validating what other people think and even repeating them in what you interpret what they are feeling. And this is important because it helps them know that you understand what they are saying. And sometimes when you do this, you will get it wrong. For example, if your friend is telling you, why they're in a fight with their sister and you say, so you are mad at your sister because she doesn't want to spend time with you or think that you have bad jokes or something. I don't know. But you, they might say, no, I'm mad at my sister because she made plans when we already had plans or something. So you got it wrong, but then them clarifying it for you helps them realize that now you do know and you are following along with what they're thinking. This can just help people feel comfortable because they know that you're following, they know that you understand, and so they know that you can relate or actually help them if you are trying to help them or that you're actually listening, which that's another big thing. People just want to be listened to. A lot of times they don't want your advice or maybe they do, but a lot of times if you just listen to them and they can talk out their feelings and talk about their thoughts and talk out their problems then they're going to feel like they had a really good conversation with you just because you listened to them, which is kind of funny. So the last thing that I want to talk about is how to revive a dead conversation. And this one 
This one is a tribute to Jensen, myself, because if I could go back and teach myself some of these things, I think I would save myself from a lot of really awkward conversations. One way to revive a dead conversation is to ask open-ended questions. So I always find myself in an awkward conversation when I'm asking somebody questions that are like straightforward, where they have straightforward answers and it's just it's just the questions that I'm asking. They're not open-ended so they don't really have much to explain. So one question you can ask, this is more like a big, if you're starting off in a conversation, you can ask somebody, so what's your story? And that is so vague and so open-ended. It's like almost too open-ended, but it's good because then they just explain whatever that means to them. Like if you walk into a room and you meet somebody and you say, so what's your story? They could tell you literally anything. They could tell you what brings them to that destination, wherever it is, or I guess wherever you are or they'll tell you their life story, or they'll tell you where they grew up, or they'll tell you their career story. It's like whatever's in their head, they will tell you about, and then you can just pick up the conversation from there. Another question you can ask that's really open-ended, and this is a great one to revive a dead conversation, and this can be mid-conversation. mid Like if, let's say you're talking about something and it just kind of dies off, and you're just both like sitting there, a great question to ask is, so what are your exciting plans for the future? And that one is good because it gets them excited. For one, they're talking about things. They'll like start talking about things that they're excited for, which makes them happy. And then that energy will be shared and then you'll be happy because you'll hear them talk about these exciting plans. And then from there, you can kind of go keep going and like digging in deeper to that. Like if they say, oh, I'm going to go on a trip. You'd be like, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Why are you excited to go on this trip? Have you ever been there before? That kind of thing. And I know it's just one little question, but it's so good. And it's so open-ended that people get excited and it gives them a lot to talk about. Well, that was pretty much everything I had prepared to talk to you guys about. So I hope you were able to learn something. I learned so much, like preparing for this episode. I feel like I just feel excited. I want to go to some event and just talk to as many people as possible because I feel like I have the tools that I need to not have an awkward conversation. I almost want to be challenged with an awkward conversation. I want to meet somebody awkward and just prove to myself that I can have a really good conversation with them and make them feel important because I've learned all these skills. And I don't know, maybe you know all these, but maybe you learned something new. So if you did learn something new... I would love it if you would maybe shout it out on social media, maybe tell your friends about it and tell them where you heard it from. That would make me feel so happy. If you like this episode, let me know. Give me, give me some feedback if you want to. I would love to know what you guys think, what you've liked so far with the last few episodes, maybe what you haven't liked or anything. I would love any kind of feedback. Also, if you do enjoy listening to these episodes, please give me a rating or a review. That would mean a lot and it really helps this to grow. Share it with your friends and family on social media. Again, I would appreciate that so much. But with that, I will just talk to you guys next Thursday and there's your little hint of everything. See ya!